Thanks for tuning in to the podcast of The Porch Church. We hope today's message blesses you and encourages you in your spiritual journey. If you have questions, visit us on the web, www.theporchchurch.tv. So when our son was really sick at the beginning of the year, we looked at our finances and they weren't that great, but we really wanted to recommit ourselves to the church um, financially and to God. And we found that as we were going through this process of him being really sick and ill, we had so much support through our church and we just felt that um, by giving um, and our challenges in our personal life that we um, just felt more connected to God on a, on a daily basis um, as opposed to just on a, you come to church on Sunday. So for me, one of the biggest challenges is that I'm self-employed. Uh, and so I don't necessarily always have a steady paycheck um, and work causes a lot of stress uh, for being able to, to make enough money to pay the bills. Um, and so uh, that was a, a challenge for me for sure, um, not just from the financial standpoint, but from the time standpoint. Um, and so when we just decided to, to make the commitment and not both time and financially, uh, joining the life group and then giving to the church, uh, it definitely wasn't an easy decision. Uh, we talked about it a lot and we just decided, you know, um, we need to kind of put more faith in God and, and have a closer relationship. And to do that, we had to, to invest both, both our time and our money. Um, and it's, it's, it's kind of scary at first. Um, it's not something that you can just do easily. We talked about it a lot uh, and decided that it was something that we wanted to do. Well, some of the, the benefits we've seen um, have just been a huge stress relief, which sounds kind of weird, but uh, as I said, work for me is a very stressful thing. Um, and so kind of just giving our finances to God uh, has reduced some of that stress. Who could be a better business partner for you than God? So uh, he's just provided in so many ways that our, you know, my business's doors are still open and we're still able to pay our bills and give money to the church. That also played a big part in this decision to tithe is because we're taking another another small chunk of our money, not small, but a significant chunk, um, to give it to God first. And we do that first thing every month before we pay the medical bills that we've been getting in the mail from when Joe is in the hospital, um, before our mortgage, you know, everything. And so, but we've, we've had this, like Tyler was saying, a relief. Um, this decrease in stress. And one of the things we have is, um, and I've seen in my personal faith, is having, um, I know a more connection with God, but less, I, I jump less to the stress right away and the, the scary things. Uh, since we started giving, it's, it's changed our lives and our faith tremendously. Uh, and so if you're here today and you're on the fence thinking whether uh, you want to give to the church or up your amount that you give to the church, uh, it's definitely not an easy decision. Uh, finances are never an easy thing to talk about or, or think about, but I would encourage you, you know, as a, a family unit to look at it uh, and, and see if that's something that you are looking to do. It's, it's done amazing things in our lives, both financially, spiritually, uh, across the board, uh, but it is a, a scary thing to do, but, you know, we, it's, it's done wonders for our lives. 
Well, good morning, Porch. So glad that you are here uh, this morning. Before we jump in, I just want to draw your attention to the bulletin. Uh, you have chosen, whether intentionally or unintentionally, to be here for our annual meeting, uh, which means that uh, if you're a guest, this is going to be quite the experience for you. Um, but for the rest of us as family, uh, this is our opportunity to get an update on what's been going on in the last year to begin to look forward. And so the bulletin today is actually a voting ballot. So whether you're a member, a tender, whatever, uh, you'll just want to have one of those. If you don't have one of these, if you'd slip your hands up, the ushers would love to bring you one, uh, and uh, they'll be able to make sure that you've got that, uh, and that'll come up later. Don't blitz through this and think you know what's coming up, because you don't, okay? Slow down. We'll walk you through it. It'll be fun. Uh, hey, we do have some things to celebrate this morning. We have a lot of things to talk about, and uh, I'm excited to share that with you. And even if you are a guest and going, oh man, we picked the worst Sunday to show up, uh, hopefully what you'll hear from a bit of this is our heartbeat, what makes us tick as a church, uh, as well as if you're looking for a church home, you'll know whether or not you fit in here, uh, even from what we're sharing today. So uh, good news for you. I have one page of notes, uh, which means this should go pretty quick, right? don't have anything to talk about. Uh, probably the opposite. That means that uh, we've got a lot to talk about, and uh, it's all just internalized. So uh, I'll do my best not to ramble, and uh, you have to stick into the end because we're doing baptism at the very end, and nobody's leaving before that because then you're just a bad person, right? Um, so uh, we're going to start off. We're going to talk about uh, what happened last year. We're going to celebrate some things. We're going to look at some of the challenges that we faced. Uh, then we're going to remind ourselves of kind of the, the call that God's put on us, the direction that we feel like He's moving us forward. And then we're going to talk about how we're going to reach some of those opportunities in front of us. So that's kind of the trajectory for our time uh, this morning. On the screen, you can see the first of some wonderful color charts. Uh, nothing makes data more fun like bright colors and pictures. Uh, so uh, the big bar graph on the bottom uh, is our attendance over the course of the year. Uh, just a, a little reminder, our year is weird. So the year starts June 1st, goes to May 31st. So you have to kind of start in the middle of that chart, and then you go around the year. It's confusing. We couldn't make it work any better than that without doing way more data, but just know that. Uh, so that's the bar graph on the bottom. We, of course, had to filter out Christmas and Easter because uh, that would like, be a huge, huge, huge spike, uh, and so those numbers are just filtered out of that bar graph because uh, they'd make everything else look really, really small, which is exciting. We like celebrating those things too. Um, the, uh, the pie chart on the top uh, represents kind of how that average attendance. There's a, a half circle on the side. The gray, I know, is a little bit uh, faded out up there, but that's our average weekly attendance, 131. Uh, that's up from, I believe, 126 last year and 71 from the year before that. So moving in the right direction. The pie chart up there, again, is a breakdown between uh, adults in the blue there, uh, kids in that navy or black, depending on what you see, some kids volunteers, and then some online. Uh, church attenders. Just a quick caveat on that. Uh, online is a weird thing to count, right? Do you count somebody who's there for two minutes? Do they have to be there for the full hour? What if they just listen into the sermon? All those types of things. Also, how many people are watching? One, two, four? Uh, any of those numbers are kind of an appropriate multiplier. That's just one person per IP address. So if you ever think that you've been camping or traveling with your family and you maybe tuned into worship or sat around with your family and listened to the sermon, uh, while there may be four, five, six of you in the room, we just count that as one. Uh, that's because we don't want our numbers to be overinflated or to be not true.
true. Uh, and so we just kind of pull that number back a little bit to make it a little bit more reasonable. So all in all there, uh, great year as far as moving forward there. You can see our attendance is very consistent, and uh, we're excited for uh, what God did in the last year. Let's dive into those numbers uh, just a little bit more. We've got some groups and serving. Sandy, if you could go to the next slide for me. Thank you. Uh, this bar graph on the bottom represents our life groups. Uh, so we had uh, six life groups meeting over the course of the last year. We take attendance in those life groups so that we can put up fun numbers like this. Uh, so the, the reason why for the big breaks uh, are that life groups run in about 10 to 12 week semesters. They take the summer off, those types of things. So in the summer, we count life group activities as some of the barbecues that we do, some uh, block parties that we do, those types of things. But when we consider groups, that's what the attendance looks like. On average, 29%, 30% of our church attenders are involved in a small group. Uh, that's fantastic. We celebrate that. We're grateful for all of you who take the time to go in a little bit deeper into what we're talking about on Sundays. Maybe you're in a men's group or a women's group, uh, or maybe you just studied along with a sermon or picked a book. But uh, regardless, we think that's an important metric on the way in which God is calling us to grow and move forward. Kind of that box up there. Ooh, I'll talk about volunteers for just a second. Forgot about that one. Of the 131 people that are an average of attendance, 112 people are serving, volunteering in some capacity. Um, that's like 90%, right? Somebody do fast math with me, um, which is awesome and incredible. So what that tells us is that we have people who, when they show up, you serve, you volunteer, you're passionate about being involved uh, in some area. There are very few people who are not involved anywhere at all. It's a great thing to celebrate. It's a great problem to have. It's a wonderful reality that, uh, quite frankly, not a lot of churches uh, have the opportunity to uh, enjoy that. So thank you for your serving. Thanks for the ways that you participate. And uh, if you're not serving, still plenty of opportunities to jump on. We always have needs in kids and guest services, and uh, there's always opportunities there uh, to jump in and serve. A couple other things that aren't visually represented uh, is some of our outreach projects. So this past year, we did Dollar Car Wash. We did a Thanksgiving outreach partnering with Restoration Church. We did a Christmas outreach where we collected something like 200 Bibles for uh, As One Ministries in Uganda, which are now all safely across the seas and in their hands. Uh, we also do something called Family Fun Night. We had over 650 people uh, attend Family Fun Nights in some capacity and uh, have really transitioned them from just a school kind of fun night for the kids to being a whole church event and to being a community involvement event. So 650 people came to a Family Fun Night in some capacity. And uh, we've got a Family Fun Night coming up this Friday. Uh, we're having some water wars. There's going to be a dunk tank. Uh, so if you are looking to dunk me, that would be your opportunity. Uh, we'll see who else. Yeah, come on out. That's, the, that's my unapologetic bribe there. Uh, please come out, and uh, we're still looking for some stuff there. If you look in your bullets on the other side, there's watermelon hot dogs, water balloons, and chips. So if you want to bring something like that, check the box, and I will count on you this Friday. It's going to be a great time. A couple of numbers uh, on that last slide. Uh, we'll kind of go from super fun, happy, and celebrating to now maybe a little bit more of our areas for improvement. Last year we had three baptisms. It's not terrible. It's great. We love celebrating baptisms. We love it especially as kids come to know and understand their faith in our kids' ministry, that then they make that choice. It's something that we celebrate together. Uh, we're going to celebrate that here in just a few minutes at the end of our service today. Uh, I just have to draw attention to that big red zero up there. Uh, we had zero salvations last year. 
Here's, what's, here's the reality of that statement. Well, we have kids' ministry, and we have those things going on. That's not to demean any of those types of decisions. Part of what we have to reconcile with as a church is whether or not we're here for ourselves or whether or not we're here for people who are not yet here, whether or not we're here for people who are far from God, distant from God, whether or not people are coming into a relationship with Jesus. I will say that for me, a church that has zero salvations is completely unacceptable. Uh, I said it last year as well. We're still trying to reinvent ourselves, trying to figure that out. Uh, That number can't stay there. Now, that's not to make people projects. It's not to say that that we're trying to get numbers on the scoreboard, so to speak. But it's just to say that if we're going to be a church that's nestled into a community like ours, and if we say that our purpose is to shine the light and the love of Jesus and invite people to belong to a family to grow in their faith and give themselves away, and we're not engaging people at this level, we're not attracting people who don't know Jesus, we're not finding those relationships, whether that already exist within our social circles or exist with our neighbors across the street, We're missing out on a major point of what it is to be the people of God and the kingdom of God. You with me on that? Not a surprise to anybody. I don't see anybody storming out. That's a relief. Um, I I just think that we have to keep talking about this. We have to keep putting this in front of us and going, if we're going to be the church that God has called us to be, that number can't stay there. And that's implicit on all of us to own, to fix, to understand in our own context, whether or not it's conversations that you have with friends, family, and neighbors, whether it's conversations that you have about church, whether it's the ways that you're involved, there, there simply has to be something done about this. That's one of the things that we're trying to figure out and address. That's why we have an outreach coordinator, Andrew, that we hired last year. It's why we did some of these outreach events that we're doing, uh, but we're not quite there yet. We still have some things to learn. So Uh, I hope that you'll jump on for that journey. I hope that you'll help us figure it out. This microphone, I'm going to move over here. I keep kicking it, and it's bothering me. So we just have to draw our attention to that, to find that opportunity. We're trying to put resources, dollars, uh, expertise in it, but really we need your help. It's something that none of us can do by ourselves. It's something that we have to do uh, together. So that's one significant problem that's ahead of us. It is not the only significant problem. So uh, now probably the moment that you've all been waiting for, let's talk about finances. So next slide here. This represents totals for uh, the two kind of hemispheres uh, of our church. There's the porch on the one side. That's your first slide there. The next slide is CCLC. That's our learning center that occupies Monday through Friday here. CCLC, Centennial Christian Learning Center, uh, is our ministry. It belongs to the porch. It does not exist without us. It is there because we believe in it. We want it to be there. They are a part of of us. And so we've been working really hard at reconciling some of these finances together. And so that's the column that you see on the end there. The church lost uh, $11,000. The school lost around $27,000. And that brings that grand total up to uh, $39,000 that we lost last year. Now, if you've been in any pieces of those conversations, uh, you'll know that this year was a very traumatic year uh, for the school. We went through a director transition. We transitioned uh, about a third of the staff out and uh, had to kind of start and rebuild from scratch. I functioned as the director from October to January, which was a dream come true for me, let me just tell you. (laughs) So exciting. Uh, Really, really challenging. Made me appreciate so much our new director, Miss Judy. Made me appreciate our teachers. 
uh, as well as just what it takes to work in an early childhood environment and to have to try to balance not only physical growth and care, but spiritual growth and care, as well as rules and regulations and licensing and making sure that everybody's safe and above board. Uh, it is just quite the process to undertake. So I'm grateful for our staff, for people that serve in that capacity. It's tremendous. But uh, because of some of these uh, resolving things that happened, if you actually kind of break down some of the realities of the school, it, it lost about $52,000. Most of that was drawn from savings. Most of that was drawn from lack of enrollment. Most of it was drawn from uh, not paying its responsibilities to the church. So if you were looking a little bit more deeper in the finances, part of the reason why the church missed its budget uh, was because the school wasn't able to pay its portion. Part of the reason why the school wasn't able to pay its portion is because we went through all of those staff changes, as I referenced, and weren't able to recruit the student base that we needed to. The large issue with that is that we rely on a lot of the giving and a lot of the income from the school to sustain the school over the course of the summer, which is where we are now. Uh, I'll come back to that here in a little bit, but for right now, that's the broad uh, overview. Let's go ahead and look a little bit deeper into those income and expenses. Uh, you can see, I'm going to turn around here a little bit. Uh, so tithes and offerings, actual versus budgeted, we were about $35,000 off on our tithes and giving. Uh, rental income changed for us just a little bit. Uh, other than that, we really tried to spend less than we budgeted on the church side, just knowing some of the things that were in front of us. CCLC side, again, you can see that the tuition rate was significantly down uh, in the neighborhood of $160,000 off our projection, uh, which led to reductions in staffing and, of course, operations. Um, none of that's surprising if you've been around for a little bit. We've had this conversation quite a few times, uh, but that's just uh, a little bit on those expenses. So that's about as bad as it gets right there. You still with me? Doing okay? Okay, let's look forward then. Um, I'm ready to move on from this last year. I'm ready to celebrate some of the things that are going right from where God has taken us, from our new director to, um, I don't know if you guys heard, but we were singing that song, and there was something about breaking our walls down, and there was just a whoosh out in the lot, and the wall just disappeared. I don't know what happened. It was a miracle, miraculous what happened, and uh, we're praising God for that. No, but there's been, there's been some opportunities here that we have to look forward and uh, some things that I want to celebrate together. So looking forward, uh, here's where God's calling us. Here's what God has equipped us to do, and uh, let's talk about some of the obstacles that are keeping us from being there. So uh, I've been telling the story. That I've been here three years now, uh, and when God called us here, he put a vision on our heart. He put uh, a God-sized dream, a God-sized number. He said there are 10,000 people in the Denver metro area that, that need the porch to be the porch. There are 10,000 people that are far from God that, that need to come close to God. And not being a smart man, I said, God, there's no way that we can tackle that. There's no way we can do that. And he said, good, I'm not asking you to. I'm asking you to go and to raise up leaders, to plant churches, and to reach people through sustainable means by not becoming the next mega church, not being the flashiest thing on the block, but by sending people out to serve and build up the community. So we 
we've had this vision of planting churches, eight to 12 churches over the next 10 years. It's about seven years now. And uh, part of these hiccups that we keep running into are delaying that timeline. Uh, but needless to say, we are putting a line in the sand. The board, uh, we talked about this, it's been a couple months now. But we have a line to say in two years, we're going to plant the next church from the porch. I say two years for the next church because the porch, this church, this entity, has actually been around since 1984 and has in fact already planted four churches, three of which are doing healthy. One of those churches, two of those churches actually, have actually planted additional churches on beyond themselves, which means we're grandparents. So congratulations to uh, each of you if you didn't know that. Uh, But that's the part of the kingdom vision that we want to sustain, not to become the next biggest church, the next mega church, but to go, how do we find and release people to grow churches up to the size where they can healthily multiply? One of the churches that was planted from this church, Church at the Creek, has multiplied into a Spanish-speaking church that serves their neighborhood and community. That's something that we as a church would probably never be able to undertake. We just don't have the personnel, the resources to be able to do that, but we can celebrate when somebody else does that in our metro area as a part of our vision. So that's what we're celebrating. That's what we're leaning for. Those are the things that we're chasing. Now, to get there, part of what we have to do is clean up the finances that we just walked through. That's why we're working on this building project. That's why we're building another classroom. First of all, we need the space on Sunday morning. Uh, Our kids' ministry is bonkers. Uh, It's filling up every single room. We're running through all kinds of stuff there. Uh, So we needed the extra space for the church. The benefit to that is that the school has another classroom they can fill. Miss Judy is our new director, and uh, she is taking us through a process of removing our starting age. Right now, we enroll from age two and a half up through kindergarten garden. She's taking us back to hopefully begin enrolling this fall at 12 months old through kindergarten. So we get to expand our program resources. We get to reach uh, a little bit different demographic within our community, and we're excited about that. Uh, I do have some construction photos in there, Sandy. They should be the last three on there. We'll try to keep you guys updated. If you don't follow us on Facebook uh, and Instagram, then, then you'll miss out. I'll try to post these regularly, but this is the fireside room. Uh, The fireplace is still there, but that's about it. Uh, Ceiling is gone, carpet is out, and uh, that is being transformed into what will be two offices and a shared workspace, and then a conference room for meetings and lunches and things at the back there. So uh, that's a little bit of what that looks like. Thanks for pardoning our dust, and uh, we hope to keep bringing you that. So Uh, As I said before, the other big problem that we're facing right now is the fact that we are leaning into the summer and we are on kind of fumes for our reserves. We rely a lot on CCLC's uh, income from the year to sustain CCLC through the summer. Right now, we're projected or we're actually anticipating losing about $2,000 a week. The way that summer works is it's 10, it's, uh, 10 weeks as far as how our school year counts between the time that May ends and the time that August, the new uh, school year, begins. In addition to that, the classroom won't be done until September because of some permitting delays, uh, and so we are kind of staring down a, a, a bit of a hard road here. Um, all of that to say this, we've made some tremendous strides and some tremendous moves forward based on what's going on. About three quarters of our church will be new uh, as of this fall, but in order to get to this fall, we have a little bit of a hill to climb. 
Right now we have, uh, have $27,000 or so in savings, so you might say, that's great, we can just use that to, uh, to get through. About 20000 of that is allocated to repair the roof. Uh, that's been insurance fund and monies that have already been paid out as well as our deductible to get there, uh, which means we've got about seven dollars to $5,000 to kind of sustain ourselves through the summer. I just said that it was about $2,000 a week, which means, uh, quite frankly, there's a, there's a real opportunity there. We could borrow from Peter to pay Paul. We could not pay, do the roof until later. I don't know if you've ever done that in your personal finances. Does it work out well? Anybody think it worked out well? Not the best decision. Not the best things to do. So we've got some decisions to make, some hard opportunities to go here, and, and you might be saying, well, what's, what's CCLC to me? My kids are older and past that. Uh, if CCLC can't make it, then such is life. Let me just give you a small snapshot on that. Uh, the, the school doesn't exist without the porch, right? We're the ones who sustain it, who have the building, all those types of things. CCLC, the learning center, doesn't exist without us either, other way around. We don't exist without CCLC. Uh, they sustain us through their financial contributions, through helping with mortgage, through helping with utilities, all those kinds of things. It is uh, not a three-legged stool, it's a two-legged stool, and uh, that's hard to balance regardless if you've ever tried. So, uh, trying to be light here, trying to have a moment there, but really the, the opportunity ahead of us is pretty great. So, uh, let me just address that for just a second. We do need some income to come in. Maybe you're in a position to be able to give a financial gift to this project. There's something called the Colorado Child Care Center Tax Credit that will take off up to 50% of your state taxes for a charitable donation, giving to a learning center institution, which we are. We have more information available about that, but you may be in the situation of going, hey, last year I paid X in state taxes. Rather than paying X in state taxes, I would rather at least a portion of that go to support something that I want. You should talk to your tax professional, surprise, that's not me, uh, about whether or not your finances can support that, about what that would do to your tax picture. But uh, if you'd like to have more of those those conversations. Uh, we're happy to direct you in the right places. Uh, we're happy to accept donations on that behalf. And uh, David Wright, I'm going to go ahead and just throw him. Yeah, you can talk to him. Um, he knows a lot about it. He serves on our board. He would love to give you his perspective on it while, again, drawing your attention to uh, speak to your uh, tax representative. So you could give. Some of you are in a position to do that. Some of you aren't in a position to do that but are going, man, we haven't been giving in the way that we should. Maybe this would be an opportunity to make a big impact and a big difference. We're trying to raise that. Uh, it's going to need to be fifteen dollars to $20,000 to kind of get through to the other end of this summer. Many of you may be saying, no way, that's not an option for us. Is there any other way we can be involved? And there is. Uh, CCLC, we are still trying to finish our enrollment for the fall, again, starting at 12 months through two and a half years. We need about 100 students to enroll in this next month and a half in order to kind of get us on track for the fall. Maybe your kids are in that age and you're going, we were taking them to childcare somewhere, we might as well take them to childcare into a learning environment that we believe and trust in. You may have social networks, people around you who you have friends that are taking your kids to a school. Why not refer them uh, here to us? Our rates are extremely competitive, we're Christ-centered, and uh, a tremendous learning environment for kids of that age. Last but not least, you could uh, just simply share about our opportunities here uh, in your social network feed. If you follow Follow us when you see opportunities for enrollment, for teachers, for those types of things. You could share that uh, with your social network because this is going to take all of us to kind of weather this storm and get through it. 
So I don't want to make too dire of straits other than to say that the best things are ahead of us, but we do have a significant hill to climb in front of us. You may be asking the question right now, well, why are we doing a building project if we're struggling to make it through the summer? It's a fantastic question. Uh, Part of it was uh, the planning of being able to recruit the funds that we need to do to be the church that God has called us to be. Uh, Part of it was somewhat of some surprises in the way that summer has unrolled itself for us as far as income. Uh, The biggest piece, though, is that it's two different buckets. Uh, We took a loan out and added to our mortgage to be able to pay for the expansion project. Uh, There's no cash in hand. We could do or not do the building project, and it wouldn't affect any of the actual dollars that we have to be able to pay bills with. Uh, they're not going to let us pay that type of bill with that type of loan. Um, So we can talk more about those in details. Again, we want to be as transparent as possible in front of you, and I'll let you know who your board members are so you can take them out to coffee and get more of the situation. Does that sound good? Okay, let's move forward here real quick. Uh, Budget for next year. You have sheets in front of you uh, that I tried to make the font as big as I could while giving you all the information. Um, But before you uh, draw all of your attention to that, I just want to take you through a little bit of a philosophy, at least on the church side. Uh, CCLC operates like a business, even though it's a nonprofit. Um, I'm not a business degree person. I have a a degree in the Bible, and uh, so I can't change that budget. Uh, Sorry, you can hate that budget. I don't care. I can't do anything with it. Talk to our board about it. Uh, no, we're happy with that budget. Uh, on the church side, though, I do have some experience and some ideas. And so one of the things that we try to strive for uh, is the pie chart. It's going to be on your left up there. Uh, the first 10% goes to USF. We're a part of our denomination. USF is United Stewardship Fund. So th- uh, a third of that goes to support the denomination, salaries, headquarters, those types of things. A third of it goes to support our higher learning education centers, colleges. That's where I got my degree, where other Wesleyan pastors that we hope to plant, we'll get their degrees, etc. And the last third goes to fund our local district that we're a part of. So you're a part of a larger family. The first 10% we tithe, just like you tithe, uh, to go outside of ourselves into our larger church family. The next 20% that we would like to see our budget go to is outreach, uh, is the ability to be pouring resources into our community, reaching out through events, getting in contact with people who don't call this church home. Part of our staffing and part of the direction that we're going is to try and beef up that outreach line uh, and and try and make it a little bit stronger in our giving therein. Operations, we hope to be uh, somewhere between 10 to 30 percent. We used 20 because when William, who was making these slides for me, said I couldn't give him a range, so that's what we landed on was a number. 10 to 30 percent is where we want operations to be, building, uh, office supplies, those types of expenses. Staffing typically for churches runs in the neighborhood of 50 percent of the budget. That's the dream, that's the ideal, that's where we want to get to on the left. On the right is our actual breakdown of our budget. We got 5% that we're going to USF. We actually missed a significant portion of our USF last year, so we are trying to catch up with that. Uh, Our outreach budget is a little bit uh, small. Uh, It's a little bit anemic because we can't quite do the things that we want to do with it yet. Uh, A large portion of that is not staffing. We're still understaffed technically by that ratio, but in our operations. Uh, This is uh, mortgage. This is utilities, all those types of things. It's why we're trying to build the classroom trying to build some more income into our structure to be able to counterbalance some of those opportunities. So uh, that's just a look at our budget. Uh, The budgets uh, in front of you are going to balance per se. CCLC is going to be $40,000 in the black. 
porch is going to be about $40,000 in the red. Uh, we didn't want to make drastic changes to those to make them balance um, because we didn't want them to be long-term sustainable giving problems. We want them to be one-time solutions. So um, that's kind of the relationship that the school and we are forming. And as much as we're trying to clean it up, we still have some significant work there uh, to be able to do. So that's what you see reflected in those budgets. Uh, I'm just about wrapping up here. We're going to get to talking to voting. Um, I'm going to take a risk here and ask if anybody has questions. I don't know that I'll be able to answer them, and I don't know that I'll have a board member who will sacrificially, willingly stand up to answer them. We'll see. Um, anything that we've talked about that you have just a huge question that you're like, this can't be just me that's thinking this. Something's really not clear. Something's not adding up. Something's not making sense to you. Yeah, Karen. Sure. Yeah, so uh, I'll repeat it just for online and for those of you who um, couldn't hear her question. So her question is, since we're part of a denomination and a family, what's their role and responsibility in ensuring that the porch stays solvent, that the school doesn't close those types of things? Um, quite frankly, the Wesleyan Church is a church that's led by the local church, not by the district and denomination. Uh, they exist to support and lift us up financially. I don't know. I've never been in a church that's had to be in that situation, quite frankly. Um, I know that in the past they've delayed our mortgage payments. They've also gone to interest only uh, interest payments. Um, and so those could be possibilities. Um, I, I honestly don't know what that is. I can tell you that our district superintendent is very, very supportive of this church uh, and the direction that we're going. So to whatever degree that helps, uh, he's in our corner. I can tell you that that we'll have those conversations should we need to, um, but they're certainly not hoping that we can close down. Uh, again, I've never been in a situation to have to try to answer those questions, and I'm hoping to even avoid it, even as we're kind of skirting the edge here. So I don't know that's a great answer to your question, but that's what I've got, and we can certainly talk more about it. So, okay. Yes, Dee Dee. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, so if you shop at King Super, there's something called Community Rewards that they just revamped the program. Uh, if you use your King Super card and have it linked via Community Rewards to CCLC, the school, 0.5% uh, or something of your purchase uh, comes back to the school from everything that you purchase at King Super. Uh, you can do the same with Amazon Smiles. Uh, there are a couple other of those things. I don't think, if you go to porch.church backslash give, there may be a list of some of those creative opportunities. Uh, if not, I know that we're building it. So yeah, there are creative opportunities to give back. If you're going, man, we're just not at the place where we can give anymore financially. Uh, there are little things you can do if you shop at Amazon or King Super. Uh, other places do similar programs that you can still have money go back. So um, again, we want to try to be as transparent with this as possible and also move along here. Uh, so ask questions to me, ask questions to your board members, uh, all those kinds of things. Let's talk about board for just a second. Um, we uh, have a couple board members uh, that are in 
in there. I'm going to go ahead and put their pictures up. So uh, Doug Potter, we'll see if Sandy can follow along with me here. There's Doug. Um, here's what you need to know about a number of your board members. Your board members are ghosts on the internet. Their pictures don't exist. I have to go onto their wives page and pull them off. Like, it's just a mess. So, uh, so this is off Jess's page. I'll let you figure out. Yeah, Doug is there along with his family. And uh, so that's Doug. Doug serves on our board. He's got another two years left on his term. Uh, Sandy, I'll go ahead and let you lead and you tell me which picture is next and we'll go that way. Uh, so Aaron right there in the superwoman cloak. Uh, and uh, that's just because if they didn't send me their pictures, I told them I'd choose the one that I liked. So that's the one that I like. Uh, this is from Family Fun Night. And uh, Aaron got to party with us a little bit. Aaron also has a two-year term left on the board. She serves as our secretary. Uh, who's next? Uh, Chad is uh, the vice chair of our board. He's actually up for a one-year extension. Um, in his words, I think it's okay to share this, uh, he's been on the board for, I think, four years and has had a lot of not fun problems to solve, and uh, he's looking forward to a year uh, of perhaps being able to accomplish some of the things that we've been dreaming and talking about. Uh, also, in some leadership changes, we're asking for a one-year extension for him, uh, and so that's why he's running unopposed on there for just a simple one-year extension because uh, we need his leadership voice. We need some of his perspective for the four years that he's served. Uh, and again, he's looking forward to uh, doing some of the fun side of the board, not just all the hard work. Uh, so we'll see if we can get him there. Uh, next is our candidate. So uh, quick clarification, David Wright, who I pointed out earlier, um, doesn't exist on the internet. Uh, I went to your place of work. I dragged Mindy's page back to 2011. You don't exist on the internet. I don't know how you do it, but I'm in awe of it. And uh, so this is David. He serves in kids' ministry as well, um, but uh, he's also your current board member. As far as board members that we're voting on, this is William Anger. Uh, he's responsible for coming up with all of the data and pretty charts that we've shown you. Uh, he is uh, an incredible leader, somebody that I trust and value highly, and uh, so he is up for nomination for a three-year term to the board. Also, we have Jackie Francis up there. Uh, Jackie has uh, become a close friend, somebody that we've known and trusted. You've seen her testimony uh, on the video screen, and, uh, and, and so she is up for uh, an opportunity there to serve with us. Now, this isn't an either or, and I'm going to tell you why. Um, when we come to these conversations, we want to have good conversations about transparency and you having a vote, and uh, you get to choose two out of the names on that list of which there are two nominated. And uh, Chad is nominating, is running unopposed for a one-year term. So you can see transparency is a little bit, uh, or not transparency, like your vote mattering, you might go, well, my, my vote really doesn't matter. And here's, here's what I want to tell you. In order to sustain this momentum, this last year has been personally difficult, and so I'm unapologetically coming to you and asking for your help and your permission in putting the people around me who I need to help move us forward. I've just described some of those problems that we have, and so uh, while it sits a little bit uh, not good with me to have them run unopposed, uh, these are the people who need to sit at that place. They need to sit there because of the way that they serve, because of the example that they have, because of their example in giving. Uh, 
uh, and because of the relationship that they have to this church and their commitment therein. That's not to say that there aren't other qualified candidates. It's not to say that, uh, that other people don't fit that mold. It's just that in this season and in the midst of some turmoil, uh, I'm asking unapologetically, I ask the board to go, can we just run the two people that I need most to be sitting in those positions? And we decided on a yes there. So you can vote for two uh, in that first category of the two names there. You can also vote for one under the one year of extension. Before we get to budget 2020, let me just lay it out this way. Um, Last year, we fell $35,000 short in tithe. A yes vote, lovingly, means that you're on board with accomplishing the reality that we are setting forth means you're in. It means you're somewhat on the hook for it, not by yourself, but us as a group. You may decide not to check a box there. I would be happier with you not checking a box than checking a yes box that you didn't mean. The last thing down there at the bottom, skip over the pastoral vote. We'll bring Chad up for that here in just a second. Um, Is are you a member and your name? These are anonymous. You don't have to be a member to vote. Um, So you can vote and turn it in anonymously. You can tear it off from the other sheet. If you really don't want it disconnected, that's an option for you. If you are a member, we're required to count our membership votes, and so I need to know that. If you don't know that you're a member, put a question mark and your name, and I'll sort it out later. If all of this membership and partnership stuff is confusing for you, you should check the box at the bottom and sign up, and uh, we'll put a class together so that people can join up to be uh, membership and partnership there. So, We want to apologize for the inconvenience. We had some technical difficulties that prevented us from continuing our recording.